Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hi, this is Matthew Vizay, Associate Editor with Natural Gas Intelligence, a natural gas and LNG news and price reporting agency focused on North America. Thanks for joining me for another episode of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Jess Green, Strategy Manager with UK-based Circular, that's C-I-R-C-U-L-O-R, about the traceability of raw materials and its relation to environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, goals. We'll discuss this in the context of lithium, a mineral very important to the batteries, electric vehicles, and other manifestations of the energy transition. NGI recently ran articles discussing the outlook for extracting lithium from produced water used in natural gas and oil production. With that, let's get started on our conversation about traceability and ESG. Welcome, Jess. Hi, Matthew. Thanks, thanks for inviting me to join you today. <laughs> well, um, first off, Circular specializes in traceability of raw materials used in various industries. What are the key elements of traceability in a supply chain, and why is it so important from an ESG standpoint? Yeah, brilliant. Thank you again for inviting us to chat about traceability, which is, you know, our core business. So I'm sure you'll agree with me that kind of today supply chains really are at an inflection point, given the pandemic and the political, economic and climate factors. You know, they're constantly exposing how fragile our supply chains are, um, and this is leaving us vulnerable and exposed. But digital transparency can empower companies to track their materials through the supply chains, uh, which helps them to mitigate risks and ensure societal stewardship. And Circular are doing just this. Um, we're a global technology business uh, headquartered in London, uh, which is where I am today. Uh, but we have a global team and a global footprint. And our technology is enabling customers to gain visibility with their supply chains so that they can demonstrate domestic, responsible and ethical sources, but also importantly prove their ESG goals. Um, and with Circular, our customers are currently gaining kind of insights into their supply chain, um, deep into the tiers that they've kind of never had uh, access to before. And this data is really important because it enables them to make data-driven decisions around you know, which suppliers they want to work with, who help them improve their ESG footprints or or those that can reduce their greenhouse gas emissions or, you know, also those suppliers that are in increasing their business risk and, and hence they probably want to move away from working with them. Um, and, and this is really valuable data that hasn't you know, existed in the past. Um, and then attached to this flow of materials, uh, what Circular are doing is we're attributing scope one, scope two and importantly scope three emissions to the flow of materials. And this gives kind of products or materials a CO2 footprint. And we're also able to attribute other ESG metrics, and, and this will depend on the customer or the material that they want to track. And this could be metrics including kind of waste management, uh, water usage, or you know, uh, women in, in leadership positions. 
and this is really really key information and gives them a competitive advantage. So this level of transparency that circular providing also enables faster and more sustainable pathways to second life and recycling. And I really want to kind of emphasize this point because you know this is essential. Circular economies are essential because to achieve net zero, you know, we need to we need to have a fully functioning circular economy. And this means that we need to shift the way from you know producing and, and throwing away to actually you know increasing the life of products and materials through reuse or recycling and, and remanufacturing and actually designing waste out of processes you know, right from the start. So like I said, certainly we're doing just this and we've got extensive experience working in EV battery materials. We're tracking lithium and copper, graphite, manganese, uh, cobalt, uh, mica uh, and also nickel um, across kind of global organisations. But given these are materials uh, critical for the energy transition, we're also expanding into solar, uh, electronics and oil and gas. What's particularly interesting actually over the last couple of months is we've seen that, you know, given the increasingly uncertain times uh, that we're experiencing right now, you know, a growing number of businesses, not within these industries or sectors, are coming to us and saying, you know, how can you help us to secure our supply chains or help us prove that we're, you know, taking these steps towards achieving a circular economy and recognising the importance of doing just that. So it's, a, it's an exciting time for us. Okay, and uh, just to, just as a clarification, a moment ago you mentioned scopes one, two, and three emissions. Could you just outline the, uh, the the distinction between those three criteria? Sure, sure. So um, scope one and scope two are kind of from the operations of the organisations, and if organisations are tackling these, which 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 many are, it's great. But actually, where the, the kind of the, the, the real carbon intensive scope three emissions are coming from is, is from that supply chain. So scope three emissions for an organisation are what they inherit from, from their suppliers. So tackling the scope three, i.e. what they inherit from their supply chain participants is a, is a key starting point. Okay, thanks. And moving on, could, could you briefly describe the circular technology platform and how it tracks the journey that lithium takes from the mine to the end user? Yeah, sure thing. Rather than using a paperwork as a proxy, um, what Circular are doing is actually tracking the materials themselves from source, whether that's uh, starting at a mine site or refiner or producer or even the recyclers, and tracking the materials as they're changing state throughout production and, and manufacturing and recycling processes. Um, so our te- technology does this by creating a digital identity of the materials and the products and gathers supply chain data and CO2 at each stage of the production across the whole supply chain. And this kind of concept of digital identities is quickly becoming well understood as a, as a key solution to a lot of um, up-and-coming global regulations, and, and that's regulations in supply chains or due diligence and, and climate and sustainability as well. But I guess maybe I should expand on how we're actually creating these digital identities, as I'm sure that will be your next question. And we're doing this by collecting and using metrics, including mass balance, um, elapsed time, 
proof of location and scan points throughout the manufacturing process where we're connecting the input of the materials with the outputs uh, of the product at each phase. So where possible, Circular's platform integrates and pulls this data from ERP systems, so whether that's your inventory management, your quality control or production management systems, and using APIs to pull that data onto the platform. However, you know, this, this infrastructure and system doesn't don't exist everywhere, uh, typically in your mind site. So, so here we are using the circular mobile application and uh, gathering data using kind of IoT from the mine sites themselves and the materials that are being mined um, and putting controls in place, which is which is key to our customers. So these controls include, you know, using facial recognition to check that that person is a qualified um, qualified worker, they're over the, the legal age. Um, that that person is the, the kind of person in power who's, who's able to input that data into the platform, but also location tracking. So is that mine, uh, is that material coming from the mine site or is it coming from an artisanal mine site kind of 100 yards down the road? So we're using kind of emerging technologies to support us in doing that. Okay. And then kind of back to this digital identity then. So this is then kind of, continually informed from all that data uh, throughout the supply chain and, and flags anomalies where the data is not you know, what's expected and it's all coded onto the blockchain as well. So that makes it immutable and gives that kind of um, assurance to uh, the supply chain participants. It's not being tampered with. Okay. Now, also in the case of lithium, I understand that Circular is working with two lithium producers, uh, Vulcan Energy Resources and RockTech Lithium, to improve traceability along the supply chain and uh, help their customers, such as battery and electric vehicle manufacturers, with their ESG compliance. What are the highlights of these projects, and, and how could they change uh, lithium supply chain reporting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and lithium is a, is a hot topic right now, so it's good to chat with you about it. I think as the world electrifies, and you kind of explore this in your article, where and how we get critical materials like lithium is a growing focus. So for miners and producers of, of, of lithium and materials, you know, underpinning the ESG performance is crucial for them to differentiate themselves and also to add value to their downstream customers. You know, it's it's not just about price and quality anymore. ESG performance is is quickly becoming a, a kind of a differentiator. And and like you mentioned, so Circular is working with a number of sustainable miners, uh, one of which is Rocktech Lithium, to do just this. So we started working with them earlier this year. They're a Canadian company um, extracting raw material from the lithium hydroxide from their mine in Ontario and refining in their uh, planned lithium-grade refinery in Germany, uh, here in Europe. And they came to us with a challenge uh, to produce lithium with the lowest possible environmental impact and to ensure that 50% of that material comes from recycled batteries by 2030. So so it's very ambitious, but working together, um, Circular will provide RockTech with that proof of origin for their lithium. Um, as well as the embedded CO2. And also, you know, you mentioned we're also working with the lithium producers, including uh, Vulcan Energy. So 
broken the cones since last year and they've helped us, uh, they asked us to help them um, with establishing zero carbon lithium. And they've got the ambition to be the first lithium traceability and dynamic CO2 measurement solution for zero carbon lithium across the EV supply chain. And excitingly, this is going to be a world first for the lithium sector. sector. And also, we're setting new standards within the European commodity market and really showcasing battery materials, transparency, traceability and how sustainable it, it can be. And just on this point around kind of setting standards within the European Union, this is exactly what the European batteries regulation is is going to require um, from batteries placed into the European marketplace. Um, They'll need to share provenance and CO2, ESG and recycled content metrics, which builds up over time, but starts uh, next year in 2023. And then just to bring in the kind of American perspective here. So at the end of February, uh, the White House and DOE called for digital tools, mapping and analysis. And they they want this to improve U.S. energy security. And they did this at the anniversary of the American Supply Chain Executive Order. I think this kind of shows that this level of transparency is quickly becoming the new normal for economies and businesses to have to kind of prove that they're doing business responsibly and sustainably. Okay, um, and thank you for adding that uh, American perspective as well. Um, it's certainly a uh, topic that the reach is certainly expanding, um, certainly on both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Now, while, while conducting uh, interviews for my articles about extraction lithium from natural gas and oil production, I've learned that the technology and business model for this nascent or emerging sector are definitely works in progress. Now, I've also been told that in an oil and gas industry context, lithium extraction would likely only work at a large scale with a vertically integrated company that controls the supply chain. Now, you know, if this were the case, do you still see a role for traceability in such a scenario? And uh, are there any current ex- examples in the extractive industries? Yeah, and I, and I saw this comment in your article and it kind of got me thinking, and while, you know, I will admit that I don't have the detailed knowledge into oil and gas production processes, and, and while circular as organisation are focused on EV batteries and materials from an extraction perspective, with the concept of assigning a digital identity and tracking the physical flow of, of materials and assigning ESG metrics is applicable to many industries and improving this in other areas and testing in other fields has the nature at the start, so in solar and oil and gas and plastics as well. With the driver being that companies and organisations want to digitise their supply chains and, and need to do this because they have to prove to their customers and investors and regulators what their ESG impact is and, and doing this as efficiently and, and low cost as possible. You know, there's no denying that industrial supply chains are global and they are very complex, but with every facet of our global economy demanding transformative change within our supply chains, you know, we've got to start the journey somewhere. Um, and this is the approach we take with customers coming to us uh, asking for, for, for help to achieve their ESG goals. You know, we start with, you know, what's keeping you up at night? Uh, what are the materials that are causing you the most risk uh, within your business? And, and let's start there. And, that, you know, 
to achieve the circular economy, back to the point I made right at the start, yeah, we need to do this. We need to prove the recycled content requirements. You know, we need to prove our ESG reporting. And we've got investors pressuring us to do this. So I think we talked about this last time in terms of, you know, you need the data to start making impactful changes. You know, you can't change what you don't measure. So shine that light on your supply chain and, and take steps to, to move towards a circular economy. Because if you don't, you'll, you'll fall behind and, and there'll, be a, there'll be an impact of, of doing that. But, you know, turned on a positive note, like it's possible today. And, and Secura are working with a growing number of customers to, to do all of this. So it's 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 really exciting journey. Uh, certainly, certainly sounds that way. A more uh, illuminated, if you will, <laughs> supply chain. With that, our time is quickly coming to a close, and I'd like to thank you so much, uh, Jess Green, Strategy Manager with Circular, for taking the time to speak with me and sharing your insights with our podcast audience. If you want to read more about lithium extraction from natural gas and oil-produced water, along with the ESG connection, please visit www.naturalgasintel.com, and you'll find a series of related articles. Thanks for listening. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.